WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. It is Friday here on the 50,000 watt front porch where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump salutes America more in one minute. And we'll recap the best of that event coming up next. 601 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump paying tribute to our armed forces in his Salute to America celebration at the National Mall. The president praising the U.S. Army, telling the crowd what it really means to be a soldier. Through centuries, our soldiers have always pointed toward home, proclaiming this we'll defend. They live by the creed of Douglas MacArthur. In war, there is no substitute for victory. They are the greatest soldiers on earth. After the president spoke of the Army's bravery, the crowd was treated to an Army flyover. Critics accused Donald Trump of using the event to politicize the 4th of July. And I actually thought it was a really good speech, and we're going to play some highlights of the speech as well coming up. All right, Mike, the news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Alcohol is suspected in a deadly crash that led to another deadly crash in Orlando. Lazea Rivera is charged with DUI manslaughter for hitting and killing a man walking across Orange Blossom Trail near 41st Street yesterday morning. Passersby stopped to help the victim, but one of the Good Samaritans died after getting hit by a Lexus that fled the scene. Another man who stopped to help is in critical condition. A man is dead after a boating accident in Orange County. Fire Rescue says the unidentified man was in Lake Butler yesterday when he was hit by the propeller of a boat near Bird Island. The 30-year-old died at the scene. No charges have been filed, but an investigation is ongoing. Nobody wants to think about their taxes on a summer holiday, but the IRS says this is the perfect time to make sure that enough money is being taken out of your paycheck. The IRS is telling taxpayers that they should check and adjust their tax withholding as early as possible. And that's the best way to avoid like having a tax surprise next year when you do your tax return. Alejandro Castro with the IRS in Florida says their website has an online tool that can help you predict your refund and guide you through the withholdings. A racing tradition comes to an end this weekend when NASCAR stages its final July race at Daytona International Speedway. Once it was the Firecracker 400. It's still called that by the locals, but now the Coke Zero Sugar 400 that runs tomorrow night will be the last. NASCAR is changing the schedule and moving the July race to August next year, but will the fans follow? It's about putting on a good show, right? If we put on a very entertaining good show, then I have seen no reason that the people who have enjoyed racing won't want to come. Driver and NBC pit reporter Parker Kligerman says NASCAR is trying to mix things up. Local tourism officials like the idea, saying the August race will boost an otherwise slow time on their calendar. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. WFLA News Time 605. A Texas teen mows a giant American flag into his front lawn in honor of a fallen soldier. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. 
Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Yes, the day after Independence Day edition of Good Morning Orlando. I'm Yaffe filling in for Bud. Melissa Fox is producing today. Kelly is screening your calls at 407-916-5400. And Mr. Alan Spector is here once again giving the news. How was your Independence Day, Alan? I know you had to work a little I, bit. I was here. What could be better than that? <laughs> you told me you shot off some fireworks in the, in the newsroom, so that, yeah, that must have been fun. You know, I... <laughs> There's a few uh, burn marks on the walls, but other than that, it doesn't look too <laughs> bad in there. I what that was when yeah. I walked in, but um, did everyone else have a good uh, Independence Day? Yeah, I didn't do much of anything, so it was good. How about you, Kel? Yeah. I had, had to recover a little bit from Red Hot and Boom, but yesterday was a good family time. Oh, so you time. went to Red Hot and Boom? Yes, worked it all day from 9 till 12. It did wasn't you? hot, was it? It was booming. It was hot. <laughs> a lot of red in there. Had a little did you get rain. soaked? <laughs> um, actually, I was... Uh, Managing the stage, so thankfully I was under an awning, so we were oh, good. Okay. But I was about was, to say, it stormed pretty bad for a while. Yeah, there was a rain delay for around like 35 minutes, and then we got right back to the regularly scheduled program. But by all accounts, it didn't seem to keep the crowd down. Right. They they separated for a little bit, but they came back within like 15 minutes. They withstood the rain. Well, it's always <laughs> a really good show. So before Independence Day, I know, Alan, you did a story about how many hot dogs the country eats over... You know, on the 4th of July? Yeah. Did everyone get a hot dog yesterday? I, I got one. I did. You I did? Out of my refrigerator. <laughs> I, I thought a few and never got around to it. Never got around? No. Kelly, did you get a hot dog? I had one. One? Left it at one. That's it? Yeah. Well, we had ribs, barbecue, the whole... Uh, I was like, you know what? Why just was... for the situation, let's get a hot dog. <laughs> you had ribs and barbecue in there. Why was I not invited? That sounds amazing, actually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, I, I had a pretty good day. Went over to a friend's house, uh, hung out in the pool, you know, just did a cookout. It was a lot of fun. Now, President Trump also had a pretty good day, gave his speech at his Salute to America event. Did, did he eat a hot dog? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Did President Trump eat a hot dog yesterday? Because that that might be the important question of the day. I wouldn't be surprised if if he did. (laughs) If if he didn't, Joey Chestnut more than made up for him. Yes. Winning the (laughs) hot dog eating contest there at Coney Island. And my sound judgment question later on in the show is going to be about that. So don't give any more away right now. All right. Thanks for warning me. (laughs) (laughs) I should have warned you You'd see you panicking. No. So we are going to recap the best of Trump's speech yesterday. Um, There seemed to be a lot of controversy before the speech surrounding it. And it seems like that controversy was for nothing because the speech in itself, the event in itself, really wasn't that controversial. I actually thought it was really, really good. So we'll talk about that and have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. 612 right now on Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here is one of the top stories we're looking at for you. An earthquake that rocked Southern California yesterday morning is being called the biggest in 20 years. The 4th of July quake was a magnitude 6.4 and was centered in the remote area west of the Death Valley. The quake sparked evacuations in nearby Ridgecrest. In San Bernardino County, the quake broke water mains, downed power lines, cracked buildings, and caused rock slides. Updates on the top stories every 10 minutes right here on WFLA. 
Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. You know, it seemed like there was so much hand wringing in the past week, so much outrage over the fact that the president wanted to do an event to salute America. And then when you actually watch the event yesterday, that's pretty much what he did. He just saluted America. Yeah, he saluted the armed forces a lot too, but it was really just a good patriotic event, which is what I expected. I don't know what everyone else was expecting. Were they actually expecting him to give a Trump political rally? He, I knew he wasn't going to do that yesterday. In fact, here's a little bit of a montage of the media and some Democrats before the event over the past week just trying to criticize it and stir up controversy surrounding it as much as they could. Fourth of July has been a tribute to universal American themes, a star-spangled civic hymn. This year, by design, it will be much more about him. He's politicized the Fourth of July before he opens his mouth. The president will also break with tradition and address the nation directly. What President Trump is trying to do here is use the men and women who are serving as political props. We've never had to prove our patriotism by rolling out planes and tanks. I find this to be offensive. What have big tanks got to do with it? This is nauseating. This is not just obnoxious tackiness. It's fundamentally un-American. It's just not who we are as Americans. We don't thump our chest, put tanks in the streets, fly jets over the mall. It's always a threat when you roll out your military. We have never had to display that power to the world in order to prove it. Roll tanks down the street. Tanks rolling, being trucked into Washington to have a military parade that is inspired by Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un. A combination Trump rally and Kim Jong-un style military parade of hardware and equipment. It's just obscene. Presidents don't speak at the 4th of July. It's actually not true. Reagan gave a speech on the 4th of July uh, in front of the Statue of Liberty or near the Statue of Liberty. But have these guys ever been to a 4th of July parade in this country or any kind of patriotic <laughs> parade in this country? I just like to speak to hear myself talk. I mean, I guess so. I mean, th- what happened yesterday was a common patriotic event I, I that I've been it, to Michael. here locally and other stuff. I loved it. Of course, I had to hunt it down on the internet. Because oh, you I couldn't did? Find it on the TV. I watched it on YouTube. but Yeah, I watched it on YouTube as well. So, in Trump's speech was really good. And I knew it was going to be. In fact, let's uh, play some of the highlights. This is mostly from the beginning of his speech, but I thought it was very good. Here it is. On this day, 243 years ago, our founding fathers pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to declare independence and defend our God-given rights. With a single sheet of parchment, and 56 signatures, America began the greatest political journey in human history. But on that day, the patriots who would determine the ultimate success of the struggle were 100 miles away in New York. There, the Continental Army prepared to make its stand, commanded by the beloved General George Washington same American spirit that emboldened our founders has kept us strong throughout our history. To this day, that spirit runs through the veins of every American patriot. 
It lives on and each and every one of you here today. It is the spirit, daring and defiance, excellence and adventure, courage and confidence, loyalty and love that built this country into the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. And our nation is stronger today than it ever was before. It is its strongest now. That same righteous American spirit forged our glorious Constitution. That rugged American character led the legendary explorers, Lewis and Clark, on their perilous expedition across an untamed continent. It drove others to journey west and stake out their claim on the wild frontier. Devotion to our founding ideals led American patriots to abolish the evil of slavery secure civil rights, and expand the blessings of liberty to all Americans. This is the noble purpose that inspired Abraham Lincoln to rededicate our nation to a new birth of freedom and to resolve that we will always have a government of, by, and for the people. Our quest for greatness unleashed a culture of discovery that led Thomas Edison to imagine his light bulb, Alexander Graham Bell to create the telephone, the Wright brothers to look to the sky and see the next great frontier. So that was, the, that was a lot from the beginning of the speech, but those were some of the highlights. The only parts of the speech that I could say maybe were political was when he said the country is stronger now than ever And he did mention Betsy Ross once, which we know the Betsy Ross flag is a part of controversy. But even those two things, it's a little bit of a stretch to say. It was highly scripted. So I'm going to say I think that was already in there. Yeah. Nothing to do with that guy. But it was good. And usually in these kind of situations, Trump is pretty good. You know, when he went over to Normandy during that anniversary, he gave a speech and people were wondering, is it going to be political or something? And it wasn't. He's usually very good in that type of situation. And it was a great patriotic event what did you think of the salute to america event yesterday 407-916-5400 you can text to 23680 or standard message and data rates apply i'm going to play more highlights from the speech and i'm also going to tell you why patriotism is worth defending that in orlando's news weather and traffic in two minutes here on news radio 93.1 wfla Another top story for you right now. Many people attending a fireworks show in downtown Miami did not get to see much. Police investigated a suspicious package behind the Bayfront Marketplace, and that led to a small panic. Twitter videos showed crowds running from the scene after the fireworks ended before expected. The package turned out to be a harmless suitcase. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes right here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So we have some text so far uh, reacting to President Trump's speech. One person makes a good point, said, I didn't hear the word I in his speech. I I don't think he said it. At least he didn't say it very much. Wasn't there. I have to admit, I really liked, and some people don't like the military type display. But I, I love oh, that I stuff. Love Watching the Blue Angels what? and the B two bomber and the and the F thirty fives, the F twenty twos. 
Ooh, I love that the, stuff. All those initials <laughs> and numbers. I loved it. Yes. No, the tanks. It was really cool. I love a good display of our military. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're bringing us highlights this morning, Michael, because uh, <clears throat> I missed the whole thing. Were you in bed? No, I wasn't quite in bed. <laughs> no, it's the mainstream media. I uh, No, 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 no. It's, uh, as I've mentioned before on this program, I'm a big fan of the New York Yankees. Oh, who yeah. Were, who were playing the Tampa so- Bay Rays <laughs> in a game that started conveniently early for me yesterday evening at 5 mm-hmm. o'clock. Uh, and I managed to watch most of that game and uh, did not tune over to the uh, parade festivities in D.C. Oh, I guess, I guess I can forgive you for that. Well, what's more American than watching <laughs> a baseball game? Well, that's right. You weren't the only one who watched it. Tom Benson, who produces for me in the afternoon on PM Orlando, he actually went to the game. Oh, did he? So, yeah, I haven't talked to him about it yet. What? So I'm going on I'm going on Sunday to see the final game of the series. Is that is that when you ate your hot dog while watching the game? Uh, yes. <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> Too much Hot information. It's all, <laughs> how much more American can I, <laughs> and a team called the Yankees? No apple pie. <laughs> That's a good point. They hit five uh, runs in the 10th inning, okay? Yeah. Wow. Um, do we have any more uh, text messages, Melissa? Yeah, we got one that says, uh, it was disappointing that the mainstream media did not cover his speech the way it should have been covered. And I agree, you and I both had to seek out the entire thing well, on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing, though. It just shows how much um, influence they have now. They don't have as much influence as they used to have because the first thing I did is go to YouTube. I didn't even check the TV. So, <laughs> I mean. I did soap operas. Yeah. Soap operas. Mm. And that was my main takeaway because you would suppose that something like this would be advertised. At least that's the way I looked at it. But you guys prove a great point that the mainstream media does do a good job of trying to hamper down whatever he tries to do, huh? It seems like that. Now, uh, let's play a little bit more of President Trump's speech yesterday. This was near the end of his speech. Once again, I thought it was really good, really patriotic. This evening, we have witnessed the noble might of the warriors who continue that legacy. They guard our birthright with vigilance and fierce devotion to the flag and to our great country. Now we must go forward as a nation with that same unity of purpose. As long as we stay true to our cause, as long as we remember our great history, as long as we never, ever stop fighting for a better future, then there will be nothing that America can not do. We will always be the people who defeated a tyrant, crossed a continent, harnessed science, took to the skies, and soared into the heavens. Because we will never forget that we are Americans, and the future belongs to us. The future belongs to the brave, the strong, the proud, and the free. We are one people chasing one dream and one magnificent destiny. We all share the same heroes, the same home, the same heart, and we are all made by the same almighty God. From From the the banks of the Chesapeake to the cliffs of California, from the humming shores of the Great Lakes to the sand dunes of the Carolinas, from the fields of the heartland to the Everglades of Florida, The spirit of American independence will never fade, never fail, but will reign forever and ever and ever. 
So once more, to every citizen throughout our land, have a glorious Independence Day. Have a great 4th of July. So we'll talk more about the speech later on in the show. A lot of other news to get to as well, Alan. Yeah, a major earthquake hit Southern California and a Miami Dolphin severely injured in a car crash. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. On Good Morning Orlando, it is 629. So, Alan, in Southern California yesterday, they got a little bit more than fireworks on the 4th of July. They did, Michael. Folks in the Southern California town of Ridgecrest are picking up the pieces after a 6.4 magnitude earthquake struck yesterday. Ridgecrest is a city of 28,000, about 150 miles northeast of Los Angeles. Fox's Jeff Paul is there. We know this event all began shortly after 10.30 a.m. local time. It was felt from the Pacific coast to as far away as Las Vegas, Nevada. So far, only reports of minor injuries, but the local hospital here in Ridgecrest forced to evacuate after it suffered some damages. The concern now moving forward are the aftershocks. More than 80 have already been felt, and seismologists say there could be even a stronger earthquake in the coming days. Experts call the earthquake the most powerful to hit Southern California in 20 years. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Miami Dolphins defensive tackle who played his college ball at the University of Miami is recovering from a car crash that required his left arm to be amputated. Police say 22-year-old Kendrick Norton crashed his truck into a concrete barrier, causing it to overturn near Miami early yesterday morning. A teenager is accused of killing a man in Orange County. 13-year-old Vimari Bostic turned himself in yesterday to Winter Garden Police. He was wanted for shooting to death 25-year-old James Bacon hours earlier at West Crown Point Road and Edgeway Drive. Police say the two had had a history of run-ins. There could soon be a change in Florida's constitution, allowing voters to cast ballots in any primary regardless of party affiliation. Right now, Florida is one of 14 states with closed primaries, meaning Democrats only vote for Democrats, Republicans for Republicans. That leaves independents and non-party affiliated voters out in the cold. All Voters Vote wants to change that, and they almost have enough signatures. We anticipate getting the necessary 766,000 probably within the next month or so. Stephen Van Cor says tax dollars should not be used to pay for political parties to pick their candidates. He says the contest should be open to all. I'm Rory O'Neill. A personal finance site is out with its annual study on closing costs throughout Florida. A.J. Smith of Smart Assets says it's not just first-time home buyers who need to be prepared. Even someone who's buying a home for a second or third time, you can still be surprised if it's in a different location because how much you're paying closing costs can vary between about 2 and 5% of your home's value, depending on where you live. The state's lowest closing costs percentage-wise are found in Monroe, Collier, St. John's, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach counties. Department of Justice officials face a 2 p.m. deadline today to explain how they plan to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census. A federal judge in Maryland made that deadline. The judge is overseeing one of three lawsuits that are challenging the inclusion of the citizenship question. News update for you right now. The 4th of July turns violent in Chicago as police say three people were stabbed and more than a dozen others injured in a stampede at the Navy Pier's holiday fireworks show. Police say an altercation broke out around 10 p.m. and that led to the stabbings. In the chaos that followed, people were trampled and taken to hospitals. 
Updates on the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So there's a lot of negative stuff about the country lately coming out of the left. In fact, there was a New York Times opinion video. It was actually a video they put out that talked about how they feel like America's not number one anymore. Then you have Colin Kaepernick and others um, protesting the American flag. You have many on the left. There was a communist protesters over the weekend in D.C. Yesterday in D.C., I mean, where they were burning the American flag. And then I found this piece here. Because I want to give the the good side of the 4th of July. Because there's a piece here by Kyle Smith I found in the New York Post. It says, this 4th of July, why patriotism is worth defending. And he makes an excellent point talking about how Colin Kaepernick doesn't like today's American flag because it reminds him of police brutality and yada, 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 and the whole Nike thing. But then he talks about, look, This is why patriotism is still worth defending. And this is why America is still number one. Let me read some of this for you, some highlights from this piece. American military, economic, and cultural power dominates the world. America leads the world in Nobel laureates, and it isn't even close. America leads the world in the success of our middle class, and it isn't close. True, America has more poor people than some other countries, But that's because we let in millions of people from poor countries. Saying America has a poverty problem is like saying Florida has a high death rate. Florida doesn't kill people. It just attracts a lot of old ones. It's actually an interesting point. He continues on here talking about, because some will say, what about slavery? He says, but to think of slavery first when you think of American history is like thinking of Charles Manson first when you think of men. America accomplished a few good things as well. America is a radical idea that had never come close to being implemented before. A broad-based democracy with government engineer for the purpose of zealously protecting our natural or God-given rights. We zoomed out ahead of the rest of the world, and we never looked back. As late as 1870, only 40% of the men in Britain were entitled to vote. Voting in America was not universal until women got the vote in 1920, but the U.S. was miles ahead of everybody else in allowing its people to be heard. He says, even more important, the U.S. was and is miles ahead when it comes to allowing its people to speak. In Britain, people can go go and get thrown in jail for things they've merely said on Twitter. Then he continues on later. He says, don't take it from me. Ask the world. A Gallup survey notes that 150 million people or one out of every 25 adults on the planet would move to the U.S. if they could. That's more than the next four countries combined. It says America remains unusually attractive to people from all over the world in a way to which no other country compares. That's what Gallup reported. He continues on. He says, America didn't complete the project of freedom on that broiling day in Philly. But that's like saying your kid's first day of school is no big deal because your kids can't do algebra yet. 
On July 4, 1776, we began setting up the greatest opportunity for human flourishing in the world has ever known, and our example continues to be the world's beacon. The United States of America isn't perfect. We're merely the best. thought that was a really good piece highlighting why America was great and is great and will be great in the future and highlighting why patriotism is still worth it. And I think he's exactly right. Now, one person thinks it's not worth it to be a Republican anymore. Talk about that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on WFLA. 6.52 right now on Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Here is one of the top stories we're looking at for you. The Justice Department has a deadline of 2 p.m. Eastern today to explain how it will try to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census. The federal judge in Maryland is overseeing one of the three lawsuits that are challenging, including the question. Earlier this week, the DOJ said it was ending fight after the Supreme Court ruled against it. But President Trump said in tweets both Wednesday and Thursday that he wasn't giving up the quest. Updates in our top stories every 10 minutes every morning right here on WFLA. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So President Trump tweeted this out yesterday. He said, great news for the Republican Party as one of the dumbest and most disloyal members in Congress is quitting the party. No collusion, no obstruction. Knew he couldn't get the nomination to run again in the great state of Michigan. Already being challenged for his seat, a total loser. Now, Trump in the tweet actually doesn't mention his name, but he's obviously talking about Justin Amash. Yeah, I taught him that, you know. I was like, don't mention his name. Don't mention his name. If you you're taught him it. that? You yes, came on the I phone did. and you're like, Trump, I, I have like, some advice for you. It's like, hey, Trump guy, if you're going <laughs> to call somebody out, make sure you don't say their name. So so this started because Justin Amash put out an op-ed in the Washington Post where he says, our politics is in a partisan death spiral. That's why I'm leaving the GOP. Now, when you actually read some of this piece, he makes some decent points. I'm just not sure I buy that this is the reason he's really leaving the party. But this is what he says. He says, true to Washington's fears, Americans have allowed government officials under assertions of expediency and party unity to ignore the most basic tenets of our constitutional order, separation of powers, federalism, and the rule of law. The result has been the consolidation of political power and the near disintegration of representative democracy. He said, there are consequences of a mindset among the political class that loyalty to party is more important than serving the American people or protecting our governing institutions. The parties value winning for its own sake and at whatever cost, instead of acting as an independent branch of government and serving as a check on the executive branch, congressional leaders of both parties expect the House and Senate to act in obedience or opposition to the president and their colleagues on a partisan basis. He says, in this hyper-partisan environment, congressional leaders use every tool to compel party members to stick with the team Dangling chairmanships, committee assignments, bill sponsorships, endorsements, and campaign resources. As donors recognize the growing power of power of party leaders, they supply these officials with ever-increasing funds, which in turn further tightens their grip on power. 
Now, I have a feeling as I read that there's probably a lot of people in this audience who agree with a lot of what he said. And by the way, he ended saying, I'm declaring my independence and leaving the Republican Party. And I sympathize a little bit because I'm not one who likes groupthink. You know, there seems to be a lot of tribalism in our country right now where we're f- more focused on the group that we're a part of over principles. Yeah, I, I made this point the other day in a discussion we had about another topic where I said it's more about is my side winning as opposed to is my side right. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. One, a lot of that tribalism is not is outside the party system, believe it or not. When you look, when you look at our country as, as a whole— yeah, there's some tribalism between Republican versus Democrat, but a lot of it, there's just tons of groups out there that have this tribalist mentality that's way beyond party politics. It's just sort of a fact in our country right now, and I don't like a lot of that tribalism. But the other thing I have to say is even though I agree with some of this, I actually think party politics is inevitable. I don't think you're ever going to get rid of the political parties. And I know some people are listening to me right now and they don't want to hear that. I tend to think it's inevitable, though, because people always get in groups to get more influence. When it comes to politics or many other things in our country, people are always going to group themselves in some kind of way to gain more influence because a lot of times groups can gain more influence than an individual. And I kind of think it's just inevitable. Now, that doesn't mean our two-party system as of right now is inevitable. That has changed in the past, and it could change. But when he says, you know, he wants us to get rid of the party politics, I think ideally it sounds great. I don't know if it's possible realistically. You know, I I, I agree. I really think uh, political parties have a great value in this country uh, when they are not uh, vilifying the other side as being bad, evil, un-American, when they're trying to work together. They realize they have differences, and they're going to argue about those differences, but hopefully at some point come to a compromise. Yeah, compromise is a dirty word in today's world. Well, I'm sorry I said it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Dump him. um, But uh, I actually, here's the thing, though, when it comes to Justin Amash, I don't buy this is why he's doing this. I really honestly think he's Michael. just an anti-Trump guy. Michael, do you want him to just say, I hate Trump, that's it, I'm done? He, I mean, that would be really <laughs> obvious, but it would probably not. He doesn't not. mention Trump in this thing, but a lot of this started when he came out against Trump and said he's done impeachable offenses. And that's when a lot of this started. I just think he just doesn't want to be a part of a party where the president in that party is Trump. I think most of it is just his anti-Trump stake now. He might believe he has legitimate reasons to be anti-Trump, but a lot of this high, you know, high-minded idealism he's putting out there, I don't, I just don't buy it with him. He's always been more libertarian than Republican anyway. Ever, you know, from the beginning, he's been more libertarian than Republican. So he's never always fit in perfectly with the Republican Party. But I think honestly, it's about Trump. I think he doesn't like Trump. Doesn't like that he's the president in his party. And wants to leave his party and a lot of this other stuff is just grandstanding. And I, I disagreed a lot with what he said too on, he criticized Barr and he criticized Trump and uh, over the Mueller report and all that stuff. And I, I just didn't buy it. So bye bye, Justin Amash. I think you can just summarize any story out of Washington these days by saying it's all about Trump. (laughs) You can find a way to take it down. I was talking about that six degrees of Trump now. 
And yeah. You know, it's like oh, the, it's the old Kevin Bacon he... thing. Yeah, you put something out there and, and anyone in, in less than two comments can make it a Trump thing. I'll say this. The only other person in politics that dominates um, the narrative as much as Trump is AOC for the other side. AOC is the Trump of the other side where them, they can dominate the news cycle when it comes to politics more than anyone I've ever seen. But it's quite amazing. Although Trump, it's not all about Trump at the top of the hour when Alan Spector gives the news. And it's not all about him, but it will be partly <laughs> as we, we look at dueling Independence Day celebrations in D.C. and the end of a July 4th tradition at Daytona. Those stories and others in traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7 o'clock. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 watt front porch where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In for Bud, I'm Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump joins America's birthday party. More in one minute. And we'll get a live report on that coming up next. 704 on News Radio 93.1. That's from the annual Independence Day tradition in Washington, D.C., a Capitol Fourth. The concert and fireworks show seen in person by thousands and broadcast to millions live on PBS. Meanwhile, President Trump held his Salute to America parade to celebrate America's 243rd birthday. The president honoring each branch of the military. Last but certainly not least, the United States Marines. Semper Fidelis, always faithful. Burns in the soul of every Marine, a sacred promise the Corps has kept since the birth of our country. They are the elite masters of air and land and sea on battlefields all across the globe. They are the United States Marines. Critics of the parade say it was simply designed to stroke Donald Trump's ego. Yeah, we're going to talk with our News Radio 93.1 national correspondent, Michael Bauer, in the next segment. He'll recap most of the event for us. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The driver of a Lexus that crashed into three Good Samaritans on Orange Blossom Trail remains at large. The Lexus killed one of the people who had stopped to help the victim of another crash near 41st Street yesterday morning and left another critically injured. A driver is charged with DUI manslaughter in connection with the initial fatal crash. A bomb scare is responsible for bringing a 4th of July celebration to an early end in South Florida. The 15-minute show at downtown Miami's Bayfront Park ended about halfway through when police saw a suspicious package, which turned out to be nothing. Fireworks and barbecues might be top of mind this holiday weekend, but the IRS says you should take a few minutes now to think about next year's tax refund. With 2019 already half over, make sure you're getting enough withheld from your paycheck so you're not surprised in the spring. It's very important that you do this paycheck checkup as soon as possible. The earlier you do it, the better it's going to be so that those changes can be, you know, implemented immediately. Alejandro Castro from the IRS says tools on their website can help you calculate the right withholding. If you need to make any changes, talk to your company's payroll department. 
Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Old timers remember it as the Firecracker 400, but tomorrow night NASCAR will run its final July race at Daytona International Speedway. This is a move by NASCAR to try and, and show that we can kind of make the sport a little bit more dynamic with just the flip of a schedule. That's Parker Kligerman, who'll be racing this weekend and is part of the NBC broadcast team. Under the new schedule, NASCAR will run races in Daytona in February and in late August. It also moved the Homestead race from November to mid-March. WFLA News Time, 7.07. A fire at a Kentucky warehouse destroys 45,000 barrels of Jim Beam bourbon. That tragic story is online. <laughs> I was at, about to say, are you shedding a tear? At w, I was rendered speechless yeah, momentarily. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. <laughs> like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Somebody get Alan a tissue before... <laughs> oh, I cried. <laughs> 45,000 barrels of Jim Beam uh, bourbon. Oh, Just man, that is, sad day. that is a tragic story. All right, welcome to Good Morning Orlando, the day after Independence Day edition of Good Morning Orlando. What did you think of Trump's salute to America? What did you think of the event as a whole and the speech? Well, you can call 407-916-5400. Also, text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. We will take your calls and text, but first, we are going to talk with our national correspondent, Michael Bauer, who's going to give us his highlights from the event. That and much more coming up. Yeah, that'll follow an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 708. 713 right now on Good Morning Orlando. Here is one of the top stories for you. A man is dead after a boating act incident in Orange County. Fire Rescue says the unidentified man was in Lake Butler yesterday when he was hit by the propeller of a boat near Bird Island. The 30-year-old died at the scene. No charges have been filed, but an investigation is ongoing. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. The spirit of American independence will never fade, never fail, but will reign forever and ever and ever. So, once more, to every citizen throughout our land, have a glorious Independence Day. That was some of President Trump's speech yesterday, his Salute to America speech at his Salute to America event in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. What is the reaction? What kind of feedback are we getting about the event and how was the event itself? Well, we're going to talk right now with our News Radio 93.1 national correspondent, Michael Bauer. Michael, what do you think of the event? Well, I think the event did exactly what the president wanted to do. He he and he he was true to his word. He saluted America. He uh, focused on glorifying the U.S. military. He was able to, for the most part, avoid any partisan politics. There was no locker up rant. It was all the things that there were concerns for for President Trump giving his speech on Fourth of July that did not necessarily happen. You did see flyovers, a total of seven of them. So the salute to America, the salute to service. Uh, 
would seem to be in full effect with the tanks, the, the three times the military personnel that you would normally see for a Washington, D.C. Uh, event for Fourth uh, of July. It was everything I think the president wanted to have. He, he would have liked more, but we know that the tanks were a little too heavy to have a parade down any road in Washington, D.C. that wouldn't have caused a road to collapse on some level. So uh, that said, he would had to let go of that. But also there was torrential downpours, for the most part, uh, in Washington, D.C. yesterday. You had at different points in time, the entire mall was just emptied because it was so uh, so wet, so rainy, flooding at certain points as well. So it wasn't sure we weren't sure how it was all going to come together. And was there going to be an element of a break where you could kind of fit in the president's speech? That's what we were waiting to see. But it did happen. It did come together, certainly perhaps a little bit more wet than people wanted to have it happen. But it did indeed go down. Now, as far as crowd size go, we're unsure whether or not this crowd was any larger than your traditional Fourth of July celebration at the nation's capital. Uh, but there did seem to be a packed mall there for President Trump's speech, uh, for the flyovers and the choirs singing the anthems of each branch of the military, uh, and then eventually the fireworks show uh, culminating the day's events. And it seemed like uh, for the president, uh, a claim of a gigantic success. Uh, he called record crowds that were there to see him speak. Uh, and, and for the most part, making this about the celebration of the military, making this about a future celebration, asking youngsters to get involved with the military, and then the Space Force element saying at one point in time that he yeah. uh, planned on planting the American flag on Mars and that he wanted young people to join the military to be a part of that. Yeah, I actually thought that was really cool. Now, has there been any criticism of the event that you've seen out there? There, there are some people who are saying that because of the military presence, as as big and as as mighty as it was with the tanks and the flyovers and the troops, that it felt a little bit more like what they would expect from a celebration in Moscow or in China, or what we've seen from North Korea with their video footage. And granted, not to that level, but it did feel more like that than anything they'd ever seen at Washington, D.C. for a Fourth uh, of July celebration. So there were some people feeling a little, you know, on the fence about that portion of things. But at the end of the day, the president preaching unity, um, whether or not that was the element that brought everybody together, you had people with their MAGA hats, you had people flying baby Trump balloons, and at the end of it all, they sat down to watch fireworks together. So uh, technically, unity had at the very end of the event. All right, our national correspondent, Michael Bauer, recapping Trump's Salute to America event on Independence Day yesterday. I appreciate you coming on with us, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. So my take on the event yesterday was I can't believe all the hand-wringing and the criticism and the controversy ahead of time over something that I knew was just going to be a basic patriotic event. Yeah, they showed some military prowess, but so what? So what? I love I mean, that. I like it too. I mean, I've been to military air shows. I've been to other parades on different patriotic holidays, and they have military bands, and they have military equipment. And um, Michael, you and I are just patriotic. That's I guess all. so. <laughs> By the way, the, the Army Chorus did an amazing job throughout the event, and the Army Band as well. And they sang the Battle Hymn of the Republic, and it was so good. And we're going to play that at the end of the show. So if you did not get a chance to hear that yesterday, you'll definitely want to stay put throughout the show. And at the end of the show, we'll play most of it. Um, We won't get a chance to play all of it because it was almost five minutes long. But we'll play most of it because they did an amazing job. What did you think of Trump's Salute to America speech? And the Salute to America event. 407 916 5400. 
You can also text to 23680 or standard message and data rates apply. It's 719 right now on Good Morning Orlando. Another top story for you right now. Alcohol is suspected in a deadly crash that led to another deadly crash in Orlando. Lazaya sorry, Rivera is charged with DUI manslaughter for hitting and killing a man walking across Orange Blossom Trail near 41st Street yesterday morning. Passerby stopped to help the victim, but one of the Good Samaritans died after getting hit by a Lexus that fled the scene. Another man who stopped to help is in critical condition. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes right here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. On this day, 243 years ago, our founding fathers pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to declare independence and defend our God-given rights. With a single sheet of parchment and 56 signatures, America began the greatest political journey in human history. So President Trump was right yesterday. That was part of his Salute to America speech that he gave in front of the Lincoln Memorial yesterday, Independence Day. And he's right. When they did sign that Declaration of Independence, it was a political revolution that changed history. And the whole world really should celebrate the 4th of July. I'm going to tell you why in a second. But I got an interesting text here from someone I think makes a really good point. It says, I supposed after eight years of Obama trashing America, it may be difficult for some brainwashed souls to understand Trump's love of our country and his desire to share his vision of our country with the rest of us. Frankly, I'm fed up with those who tear down the USA and I find Trump's love of America sweet and refreshing. Honestly, I see nothing wrong with Trump's vision and would just appreciate enjoying it without being jumped on by idiots full of hate. I think there's a lot of Americans that feel that way. You know, he got a lot of criticism ahead of time from many in the media, many on the left, many Democrats saying, oh, this speech is all about him. It's political, yada, yada, yada. But I guarantee you there's a lot of Americans out there that just appreciate a president who seems to just bleed love for this country. You know, when he comes out, I think it was at CPAC, he came out and kind of hugged the American flag standing there. And he does all these events, and it's just flag-waving, military-honoring, patriotic stuff. I think a lot of people find it refreshing because so much of our culture is not like that anymore. It's not like it used to be. And people like that. So politically, even though this was not really a political event, I think politically it was actually a pretty smart move by President Trump to do something like this. Would you agree, Melissa? I do agree. Uh, I was just reading this text about uh, this person says, I can't believe that people would be upset about raising up the military through our American history. It's been the military that has stood up and defended us. And then I was reading a post on Facebook from a friend of mine who's former military. And he was like, oh, what a dog and pony show. I loved the fact, I loved the whole thing yesterday. I thought it was a, a great display of American, you know, America and patriotism. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You There's know, nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with pumping up the military every once in a while? Now, there's a great piece by Newt Gingrich that I found on foxnews.com, an opinion piece. This is what he said. He said, the world should celebrate the 4th of July. Here's why. He says, the 4th of July is the most important political holiday in the world. In fact, it should be a universal holiday. 
says Independence Day commemorates not just the American Revolution, but a revolution in the relationship between people and their government. Most of human history has been a story of the powerful controlling, dominating, and exploiting the weak. says, even today in Russia, Venezuela, Cuba, Iran, and North Korea, the old model still exists. Later on, he says, the Declaration of Independence was written primarily by Thomas Jefferson. He set out to establish universal principles for all mankind. He did not describe American rights. He described, described human rights that were by definition also applicable to Americans. This is the distinction that should make the 4th of July a universal celebration. He says the declaration was a statement from which all people can seek guidance. Its adoption should be a date of remembrance for all people everywhere who want to reassert their right to govern themselves and not be exploited by others. It is especially important to celebrate the Declaration of Independence now because the great concept of self-government under the rule of law is under attack from without and within. He says, It is important to use the 4th of July every year to reassert the importance of universal rights endowed by our Creator for every human being. It is important to use this holiday to remember how exceptional America is and that everyone on the planet has the opportunity to apply this exceptionalism to their own countries and governments. This is why the 4th of July is the most important political holiday for every person on earth. I thought that was really well said. You know, we think of it as just an American holiday, and of course it is an American holiday, but it really, in some ways should be a world universal holiday because it did start a political revolution that not only affected us here, but affected the entire world for the better in the long run, I think. So good stuff. More good stuff coming up from Alan Spector's got the news at the bottom of the hour. Southern Californians picking up the pieces after a big earthquake and the latest jobs report comes out this morning. Those stories and others plus elsewhere... And traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Uh, Melissa Fox is producing today. Kelly is screening your calls. And Mr. Alan Spector is here once again for more news at the bottom of the hour. Michael residents in Ridgecrest in Southern California are cleaning up after the biggest earthquake to hit that area in decades. The magnitude 6.4 quake was felt by more than 20 million people from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. The epicenter of yesterday's quake was near the desert city of Ridgecrest, where groceries flew off the shelves and water from broken pipes gushed up through cracks in the pavement. According to veteran U.S. Geological Survey and Caltech seismologist Lucy Jones, more quakes are likely to follow. We have about an 80% chance of at least one magnitude 5 and um, uh, about a 9% chance that something larger than 6.4 could occur over the next week. Jones says this was the strongest quake since a 7.1 that struck the area in 1999. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A 13-year-old boy is charged with first-degree murder in Orange County. Winter Garden Police accuse Vamari Bostic of shooting and killing 25-year-old James Bacon yesterday. They say the pair had been involved in an ongoing dispute. Bostic surrendered to police hours after the shooting. A defensive tackle for the Miami Dolphins has lost an arm in a car crash. 
His agent said in a tweet yesterday that 22-year-old Kendrick Norton is recovering from the crash that required his left arm to be amputated. Police say Norton crashed his truck into a concrete barrier, causing it to overturn near Miami early yesterday morning. A man in the panhandle says he caught a flesh-eating bacteria without touching the water. Tyler King was working in Santa Rosa Beach last week when his left bicep suddenly swelled to three times its normal size. He was diagnosed with Vibrio, a bacteria often found in brackish water. There have been several other cases recently, including a Maryland boy who was diagnosed after swimming at an Ocean City beach and an elderly Florida woman who died. Mark Mayfield, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. The nation's June jobs report. Sorry, my phone just went off. <laughs> you can't oh, blame I Bud, Bud today. Bud was back for yeah. a second. Uh. Bud Hedinger, you're supposed to be on vacation. Take your cell phone with you. Uh, now, the uh, the nation's June jobs report comes out this morning, and recent trends have not been good. Two of the five monthly jobs reports so far have come in with fewer than 100,000 jobs added. The U.S. economy is slowing. Uh, we're not seeing the level of jobs creation this year so far that we saw last year. Bank rates Mark Hamrick expects the national unemployment rate to remain unchanged at 3.6%. Elsewhere... Well, maybe he really is a nice guy. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. No more, Mr. Clean. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. Listen, he's sick. He's a sick. Rocker Alice Cooper will be showing up in an unusual place this morning. He's guest starring in an episode of the animated Disney Channel series, Mickey and the Roadster Racers, airing this morning. Alice Cooper voices the character Alastair Coop DeVille, <laughs> a friend of Clever. Goofy's uncle who wears a top hat and has a pet snake. Alice told Entertainment Weekly of the role that it's kind of nice not to be the villain for once. Can we change the news channel to uh, the Mickey Mickey show on the TV here? Yeah, now? Roadster Racers. <laughs> no, not going to no? do it. Sorry. Oh, all right. You know, the dearly departed don't count when it comes to using the carpool lane. A Nevada Highway Patrol trooper says he encountered a first this past Monday when he pulled over a Chrysler minivan in the HOV lane of Interstate 15. The driver, who was transporting a body for a local funeral home, asked, uh, doesn't he count? <laughs> the trooper said he got a chuckle out of the situation, but explained that carpool lanes are only for the living the driver was let off with a warning this time. He wasn't taking him to vote, was he? <laughs> Finally, Bluebell Creamery says it's found the store where a tub of ice cream was licked. A viral video shows a woman licking a tub of Bluebell ice cream and putting it back in a store freezer. Bluebell says the store has been identified as, I could have guessed this, a Walmart. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it's a Walmart in Lufkin, Texas. Bluebell also says it believes it recovered the half-gallon tub of ice cream that had been compromised. Furthermore, Lufkin police say they think they've identified the woman who licked the ice cream from surveillance footage, and charges are expected to be filed. This isn't the same Walmart in Texas where the lady ate half a cake, is it? I don't know. It could be. Mm. Is it the same lady? That's what I'm wondering, right? Remember that? Ate half a cake and only wanted to pay for it. Well, if you've been to Walmart, I think there's a lot of hungry people in there. (laughs) Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at (laughs) WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for elsewhere. With Alan Spector.
Coming up next, the Sound Judgment Game. If you want to win a great prize, you can call right now, 407-916-5400 or 866-916-5400. What is the prize? Do we know what the prize is today? Yeah, we've got the uh, Gutfeld monologues. Oh, can I win? No. No? No. Sorry. Fine, but you can win if you want a great prize, 407-916-5400. Sound Judgment Game and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. It's all coming up here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Another important headline for you right now. The Justice Department has a deadline of 2 p.m. today to explain how it will try to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census. A federal judge in Maryland is overseeing one of the three lawsuits that are challenging, including the question. Earlier this week, DOG, the DOJ said it was ending fight, ending the fight after the Supreme Court ruled against it. But President Trump said in tweets both Wednesday and Thursday that he was giving that he, he was not giving up the quest. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes right now on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And we have a full bank of phone calls right now waiting to have their chance to win the sound judgment game. If someone gets a wrong answer, though, you can call 407-916-5400. Before we get to that question, Kelly is here today. He's going to tell you what you can win. Yes, sir. They're competing to win a pair of tickets to the Gutfeld Monologues Live with Greg Gutfeld, September 14th at the Bob Carr Theater. Tickets are on sale now. All right. So yesterday, it's an annual tradition Joey Chestnut clinched victory in the annual Nathan's Famous July 4th Hot Dog Eating Contest. I want you to listen to some of that victory when he actually won the contest yesterday. Then use your sound judgment to tell me, tell me how many hot dogs did he eat. Nobody has done it better. Nobody has done it with greater consumption. Nobody's stomach has lasted as long as Joey's. It's a dirty dozen for Chestnut, number 12 at Nathan's. Yeah, so that was his 12th time he has won this contest. But the question is, how many hot dogs did he eat to win yesterday? Let's go to line one. Line one, how many hot dogs? 100. Oh, sorry, that is incorrect. Not a bad guess. A little lower than that. Let's go lower than that. Let's go to line two. Line two. How many hot dogs? 25. How many? 25? Oh, he said 75. Well, I mean, that's wrong, too, but I thought he said 25. I'm like, Joey Chestnut will take that as an insult. That's an afternoon snack for him. (laughs) Exactly. Let's go to to line three. Line three, how how many hot dogs did he eat? 71. That's right. 71 hot dogs. Unbelievable. I mean, I love Nathan's hot dogs, but 71? Hey, want wow. a follow-up quiz, Michael, Alan? The yeah. woman that won, how many hot dogs did she eat? Mm-hmm. Joey, yeah. Joey did 71. Yeah. How many did the woman that won her end of this? Uh, mm-hmm. About half that. Mm, less than. 31. 31. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So our winner, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Ed from Winter Haven. Ed from Winter Haven. I'm going to put you on hold. Kelly will tell you and get those tickets, okay? Ed from Winter Haven. Yep. All right, Ed, congratulations. Is that Ed from Winter Haven? 
<laughs> I think it was Ed okay, from Winter Haven. Checking. Yeah, we'll have to confirm that. Yeah, right. Did you make sure, Kelly, that's Ed from Winter Haven? Uh, Anybody could say they're Ed from Winter Haven. So this yeah. actually brings up a really good question. Uh, oh, yeah? What's your favorite hot dog? Do favorite have, hot dog? Yeah, do you have like a favorite brand? Anyone? You know, my favorite hot dog, and I don't eat it on a regular basis or rarely ever, because I've looked at the ingredients. No, 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 <laughs> the, no. The you never want to do that with a hot nutrition, dog. The nutrition, not the ingredients, but the nutrition label and the amount of fat and et cetera, mm-hmm. bad things that are in it. But it's the Costco hot dog. Really? Yeah. Now, the one that you buy, like the one you get at their grill? You, you or? get the one at the window, you know, yeah. outside the store, and they sell them in the store. You can oh, buy those actual hot dogs. Yeah. Interesting. Well, take a look at that package someday, if you dare. I, I, <laughs> I like don't a casing dog like Nathan's or Sabrat's myself that pops when you bite into it. Yeah. Mm. Nathan's is pretty good. Nathan's is hard to beat. I think I would have to go with Nathan's. I was trying to think of maybe another brand. Well, I mean, Ballpark's I, pretty good, too. Yeah, Ballpark's it's pretty good, but I think Nathan's is better. Hmm. And don't even this get me started Nathan. on Hebrew National. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a, this I should have mentioned that, too. This yeah, isn't well. making me really... Well, speaking um, of ballpark, I recently discovered, and I, you know, I try to watch you know, my intake, even though I love hot dogs. They have, um, I generally have not liked turkey hot dogs, mm-hmm. but uh, Ballpark has a pretty good one, a smoked turkey frank that I find very good. Oh, that does. Take I don't it think from, I've tried. Take it from me, that. Alan Spector, <laughs> the hot, hot dog, dog connoisseur. <laughs> oh. What about the chicken hot dogs? What is that brand? What is it called? Notley's or something like that? Uh, Gwaltney. Gwaltney. Gwaltney's. Yeah. I actually like those. They're not bad. My dogs like them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're usually the cheapest ones on there. I think yeah, that's yeah. why I usually get that's them. That's why my dogs get them. All right. We have the Russian Morning Update in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Here's another news update for you right now. The 4th of July turns violent in Chicago as police say three people were stabbed and more than a dozen others injured in a stampede at the Navy Pier's holiday fireworks show. Police say an altercation broke out around 10 p.m. and that led to the stabbings. In the chaos that followed, police were trampled and taken to hospitals. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Yaffe here, filling in for Bud. By the way, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at PM Orlando, PMOWFLA. That's because I have a show in the afternoons here on WFLA called PM Orlando. But my Twitter handle is PMOWFLA if you want to follow me on Twitter. I'm joined by Melissa Fox producing Kelly screening your calls and Alan Spector with the news. Now, in the last segment, we were talking about hot dogs. Yes. And our favorite hot dogs. But I have to ask one more question. Uh-huh. See if anybody else does this and thinks it's weird. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Uh-oh. Where are we going? <laughs> oh, gosh. Hovering over the dump so, button. So, <laughs> I mean, we talk about eating hot dogs on a bun by itself, yeah. but there are sometimes you can cut up hot dogs and put it in stuff. Does anyone else cut up their hot dogs and put it in their macaroni and cheese? I do not. That's all right. Ne- you guys ever done that? No? Uh, Kelly's not giving us any information. I said he's <laughs> going to hold out on that one. Have you? And as for me, no, I try not to. To uh, it's sacrilege to mess with your macaroni and cheese. 
But I do it's, put it in the beanie weenie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, have, beans. I have had that, yeah. but it's really good in mac and cheese. Got to try that one day. You, you, everyone listening right now should try it. Everyone? It's good. Everyone. Uh-huh. Every like, last <laughs> man, yes. woman, and child yes. should Unless be Unless you're like allergic to it or something, yeah. okay? Even the vegans, you should try it. Yeah, my arteries are hardening. Well, it's, it's funny because especially in Spanish you. in Spanish households, we chop up like the little mini sausages. We call them salchichas and put them in like rice. So that, that counts. Yeah. I'm counting that yeah. as chopping up hot dogs and putting it in food. <laughs> Very we similar. Who, who knew I had like some Spanish in me, apparently? <laughs> a little bit of a... A little bit of a stretch. Oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, you've got a real Latin flavor to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I knew that all along. Well, okay. If you've seen my hot sauce collection, maybe you would change your mind on that. But I'm telling you, cut up hot dogs, put it in your mac and cheese, and eat it. I do it all the time. Okay, not all the time, but a lot. <laughs> it's really good. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. All right, Alan, why don't you save the show and tell us what the news is wow. at the top again? of the hour? <laughs> <laughs> save it time. again? Trump. Crashes America's birthday party and NASCAR moves a Daytona race. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, coming up in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7.57. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good Friday morning, Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch where we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump salutes America. More in one minute. And we talk with our friend David Whitley from the Orlando Sentinel on his column blasting Nike. Coming up next. 801 on News Radio 93.1. President Trump paying tribute to our armed forces in his Salute to America celebration at the National Mall. The president praising the U.S. Army, telling the crowd what it really means to be a soldier. Through centuries, our soldiers have always pointed toward home, proclaiming this we'll defend. They live by the creed of Douglas MacArthur. In war, there is no substitute for victory. They are the greatest soldiers on earth. After the president spoke of the army's bravery, the crowd was treated to an army flyover. Critics accuse the president of using the event to politicize the 4th of July. I loved the Armed Forces Chorus and the Army Band. They were great yesterday. Just want to throw that out there. The reviews are in from Michael Yes. <laughs> it's the only review that matters. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Alcohol is suspected in a deadly crash that led to another deadly crash in Orlando. Lazea Rivera is charged with DUI manslaughter for hitting and killing a man walking across Orange Blossom Trail near 41st Street yesterday morning. Passersby stopped to help the victim, but... One of the Good Samaritans died after getting hit by a Lexus that fled the scene. Another man who stopped to help is in critical condition. A man is dead after a boating accident in Orange County. Fire Rescue says the unidentified man was in Lake Butler yesterday when he was hit by the propeller of a boat near Bird Island. 
The 30-year-old died at the scene. No charges have been filed, but an investigation is ongoing. Nobody wants to think about their taxes on a summer holiday, but the IRS says this is the perfect time to make sure that enough money is being taken out of your paycheck. The IRS is telling taxpayers that they should check and adjust their tax withholding as early as possible. And that's the best way to avoid like having a tax surprise next year when you do your tax return. Alejandra Castro with the IRS in Florida says their website has an online tool that can help you predict your refund and guide you through the withholdings. A racing tradition comes to an end this weekend when NASCAR stages its final July race at Daytona International Speedway. Once it was the Firecracker 400. It's still called that by the locals, but now the Coke Zero Sugar 400 that runs tomorrow night will be the last. NASCAR is changing the schedule and moving the July race to August next year, but will the fans follow? It's about putting on a good show, right? If we put on a very entertaining good show, then I have seen no reason that the people who have enjoyed racing won't want to come. Driver and NBC pit reporter Parker Kligerman says NASCAR is trying to mix things up. Local tourism officials like the idea, saying the August race will boost an otherwise slow time on their calendar. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. WFLA News Time is 8.04. An airline pilot arrests a passenger who tries to enter the cockpit shouting, I am God. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Yes, welcome to the day after Independence Day edition of Good Morning Orlando. I am joined by Melissa Fox, who is producing today. Kelly is screening your calls at 407-916-5400. And Alan Spector is here as well, giving the news at the top and the bottom of the hour. So I happened to stumble upon this column yesterday in the Orlando Sentinel. And the headline says a lot. It says, Nike yanks U.S. flag shoe, but toes the Communist Party line. Well, that's by our friend David Whitley at the Orlando Sentinel. And I'm like, what does he mean by that? We have, we have to get him on to explain that. And he actually does, if you read the column, if you've read the column, it does explain a little bit of it. But I wanted to get him on and talk about it himself. Some other news dealing with this whole controversy. We, you all know about it by now. It was all over the place this week when Colin Kaepernick criticized the Betsy Ross flag that was coming out on a 4th of July shoe that Nike was putting out. Colin Kaepernick criticized it, and Nike ended up recalling that shoe, kind of causing a lot of protests, which is understandable because the Betsy Ross flag has never been interpreted as racist or some kind of symbol of white supremacy or anything. It's not never been seen like that. In fact, it's never been seen like that so much that the Anti-Defamation League which isn't some right-wing group or anything, the Anti-Defamation League came out and they said that the Betsy Ross flag has never been seen as a racist symbol. I got this from Fox News. It says, The Anti-Defamation League on Tuesday weighed into the Betsy Ross flag debate after Colin Kaepernick reportedly raised concerns to Nike. Um, The Anti-Defamation League does not have a particular flag in its database of hate symbols. A senior research fellow for the group said, told the Associated Press, 
He said extremist groups have occasionally used the flag, but it's most commonly used by people for patriotic purposes. The Anti-Defamation League said, we view it as essentially an innocuous historical flag. It's not a thing in the white supremacist movement. So when Colin Kaepernick came out... Remember the last market crash? When Colin Kaepernick came out and put this flag there um, and criticized the flag, it just seems like he's just criticizing an American flag, that this was always about American history and the American flag. We're going to... Go, go but ahead. I thought his complaint was against the police. I'm so confused. Well, that's what he said originally, but more and more when you hear more stuff he has said, more stuff he has done, more stuff he criticizes about the country, it seems like it's about a lot more than just protesting against police brutality. It seems like he has some deep-seated hatred for this country and for its history. So we're going to talk more about this column with David Whitley, from the Orlando Sentinel, he criticized Kaepernick as well. That coming up and much more. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 8.08. Here's another one of the top stories for you right now. Many people attending a fireworks show in downtown Miami did not get to see much. Police investigated a suspicious package behind the Bayfront Marketplace, and that led to a small panic. Twitter videos show crowds running from the scene after the fireworks ended before expected. The package turned out to be a harmless suitcase. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. So I saw this headline yesterday in the Orlando Sentinel. It says Nike Yanks U.S. flag shoe but toes the Communist Party line. That's from our friend David Whitley at the Orlando Sentinel. So after reading that, I definitely had to bring him on the show to talk about what he means by that. We all know about the controversy with Nike getting rid of the Betsy Ross flag shoe because Colin Kaepernick protested against it. But what is he talking about when he says Nike toes the Communist Party line? Line. So we're going to bring on David right now. David, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So your column talks about Nike yanks the U.S. flag but toes the Communist Party line. What do you mean by that? What do they do? Yeah, well, as you said, everybody knows the Colin, the, uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, portion of this story. In fact, we probably know it a little bit too well. Um, getting sort of tired of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. But yeah. anyways, uh, just last week, um, you know, everybody, well, if you've been paying attention to international news, uh, yeah, there have been just massive protests in Hong Kong over a bill that would uh, that would make the, uh, the people in Hong Kong, the citizens there, be under the same same uh, extradition treaty when they commit crimes as Chinese citizens. And of course, the whole Hong Kong Chinese thing goes goes way back, yeah. and uh, it basically operates independently in a sense, but it is part of China. Uh, and so this bill passed, and basically it means that uh, that under the Chinese, uh, the the, the uh, Hong Kong citizens will be under the thumb of the communist dictatorship uh, full time, as opposed to their own legal system. And you know, if we know anything about the Chinese legal system, you know, it's it's pretty much uh, well, you don't want to be there. Yeah, you know, they, I would definitely they, uh, not want to be there. Right. 
Yeah, uh, it is probably the uh, well. It's funny. I was reading up on this, and the uh, the State Department just this, this spring issued a list of you know the, the most um, the countries with the most human rights abuses and the worst. And I thought, well, North Korea would probably be number one on that list. But uh, but Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, said, said that China is basically in a league of its own. Really, the human rights abuses. And a lot uh, of people lot were of, protesting in Hong Kong because of this for yeah, for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they said, look, we don't want to be put under this legal system. So they've been protesting, and they've been, I mean, half a million people have been showing up. And so a, 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 a Nike has a, a partnership with a Japanese shoe company called Under Undercover, I believe it is. And its um, lead designer, who started the whole company, I don't know his name, he's a Japanese fellow. I won't attempt to pronounce his name. But he tweeted, put, put it on Instagram uh, last week. Uh, just a, an innocuous tweet saying, uh, stand with the people of Hong Kong, something like that. Just a yeah. one sentence, and he posted a picture of the protesters. And that was that. Was that. But uh, what you think would actually, not be controversial. <laughs> no, no, you, you wouldn't think it would be because, I mean, these people just, they, they basically don't want to be thrown into gulags. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and so, uh, but, of course, Nike sees this, and uh, and it gets word from the Chinese government, that uh, I mean, they said that. Well, we got some feedback on on social media in China. Well, anybody who knows anything about China knows that the social media in China, everything is run by the government. It, right. This isn't like anybody has independent thought there. Or if they do, it's suppressed. And so the Chinese government obviously didn't want this. So, and pushed back at Nike, and Nike, Nike caved, and they pulled the shoe that they were going to de- debut that this guy had um, had designed. So, you know, basically, it's just like a parallel universe to what happened in the United States. Someone protested. Nike pulled the shoe, except in this case, you know, uh, Kaepernick was protesting, uh, you know, something that most people consider ridiculous. And in the other case, people protesting in favor of human rights and Nike, which, you know, fancied itself this great social justice company and just totally caved and immediately pulled the shoe. Yeah, I mean, half the reason they got Colin Kaepernick on their staff was because of his whole social justice stuff. And they they claim they're all high minded and everything. But as soon as communist China complains about something, they totally cave. So there goes out their high-mindedness, it sounds like. Uh, well, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and, and it gets back to, you know, China is the, the world's largest untapped uh, marketplace. I mean, there's you know, a billion people there. That's, that's yeah. two billion feet. It's that's about money. Potential. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money. Nike's put in years of work there. And uh, and they don't want to do anything to threaten that. And, you, I mean, you better keep on the good side of the Chinese government because it's certainly not a free enterprise system where they're going to let you come in and, and you know, put in an issue. And so, I mean, Nike basically has made the business calculation. Well, we can either stand up for the principles of, of human rights or we can just keep our market open here. So they chose to go that, that route, which you know, is, is a pretty, pretty, um, you know, a con- con- condemnable decision in and of itself. But then you, you know, played against the backdrop of what happened this week with Kaepernick yeah, and it, and it really makes you want to just go burn your Nikes. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of people out there that I'm sure are doing that very thing. I mean, Ted Cruz even came out, Senator Ted Cruz came out and said he's going to boycott Nike and he's used their products all his life. But he says after this yeah. whole thing with Kaepernick and then people, more people find out about what they're doing caving to the Chinese, I think there are going to be a lot more people that are just like, forget this, I'm not wearing Nike anymore. I thought you had a very yeah, I mean, good line in your column where you were talking about Nike making all this money off of this, and you said it's all very capitalistic, which is very American, but you know what else is very American? Believing in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
And I thought that was a mm-hmm. good point. So you, and you were basically saying if you're protesting the Betsy Ross flag, you're just protesting American history. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically that's what the protesters in, in, in um, Hong Kong are doing. They just want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is the, the basic difference between uh, we lucky people who live in America and, and the billion people who li- live in China. I mean, they're not allowed to do that. And, you know, Nike is, is happy to, to empower the, the Chinese government with this. And, you know, Nike came out with, you know, this mealy mouth explanation on the Kaepernick shoe, like, well, we don't want to distract from the Fourth of July holiday uh, with this, which, of course, is just ridiculous. But it is yet to respond to any questions about its, uh, its move in China. And I, I, I doubt it will, because I, I just can't really fathom what kind of explanation it might come up I know. with to justify this one. Really is ridiculous. All right, David Whitley, columnist for the Orlando Sentinel. You can read his column at theorlandosentinel.com. David, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, Michael. Take care. All right. Amazing stuff. So are you going to boycott Nike over this? 407-916-5400. Also text to 23680 or standard message and data rates apply. It's 820 right now on Good Morning Orlando. Here is one of the top stories for you right now. President Trump is calling for national unity after the 4th of July. Trump spoke at the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Thursday night for the Salute to America event. The president gave a 20-minute speech in front of the Lincoln Memorial that honored the military and the nation's history and said the U.S. must go forward as a nation with unity of purpose. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes here on WFLA. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. America's fearless resolve has inspired heroes who defined our national character. From George Washington, John Adams, and Betsy Ross to Douglas, you know, Frederick Douglas. The great Frederick Douglas. Harriet Tubman. Amelia Earhart. Douglas MacArthur, Dwight Eisenhower, Jackie Robinson, and, of course, John Glenn. Interesting there that he mentioned Betsy Ross. It could have been in there ahead of time, but some people probably think it was planned because of this whole controversy with the Betsy Ross flag. Now, one person texted to me, uh, said, this guy is a bit, says he was kneeling for Black Lives Matter, talking about Colin Kaepernick. Only conservatives twisted the story, Neil, to make it about veterans or patriotism. Here's the thing, though. My response to that would be, yeah, originally it seemed like that he was kneeling for Black Lives Matter. That is until recently when he started protesting against the Betsy Ross flag on the shoe. All of a sudden, it seemed like it became about much more than just Black Lives Matter. Now, one person texted me and said that, um, the, the Betsy Ross flag is a common symbol of white supremacy. They probably should have told Obama that at his inauguration because there was one flying behind him at his inauguration. I've never heard of that. No, I think they meant the Confederate flag. Get your flags right. Yeah, I mean, even if it is, I just quoted from the Anti-Defamation League, and even they said there is really no real history of that being a symbol of white supremacy that maybe it's been used a couple of times, but mostly it's seen as a historical flag. And the reason you would use it on Independence Day is because that was the flag of the 13 original colonies who claimed independence. It's not about anything else. 
but Colin Kaepernick was the one who made it about something else. Well, Kaepernick tweeted out yesterday, he tweeted out a quote from Frederick Douglass. This is the quote. What I, what have I, or those I represent to do with your national independence? This 4th of July is yours, not mine. There is not a nation on earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody, bloody than our people of these United States at this very hour. So you tweet that out on independence day and you know, you're going to cause controversy kind of acting like we're still that bad, but Ted Cruz actually responded and he made a good point. He said to Colin Kaepernick, he says, you quote a mighty and historic speech by the great abolitionist Frederick Douglass, but without context. He says that speech was given in 1852 before the civil war, when the abomination of slavery still existed. Thanks to Douglas and so many other heroes, we ended that grotesque evil and have made enormous strides to protecting the civil rights of everybody. He says Douglas was not anti-American. He was rightly and passionately anti-slavery. Indeed, he concluded the speech as follows. So there's actually more to that speech. He said, allow me to say in conclusion, notwithstanding the dark picture I have this day presented of the state of the nation, I do not despair of this country says there are forces in operation which much much must inevitably work the downfall of slavery the arm of the lord is not shortened and the doom of slavery is certain he said i therefore leave off where i began with hope while drawing encouragement from the declaration of independence i'm quoting frederick douglas here more while drawing encouragement from the declaration of independence the great principles it contains and the genius of american institutions my spirit is also cheered by the obvious tendencies of the age. So that was the end of Frederick Douglass' so, so speech. You mean that Kaepernick took stuff out of context to use yes. it for his? Oh, okay. Just Obviously, Frederick Douglass did not like this a lot of his country at that point that believed in slavery. But at the end of his speech, what does he go to? He goes to the Declaration of Independence. Why did he go to the Declaration of Independence? Because he believed in the principles that it contained. That is what we celebrate on the 4th of July. Why can't we celebrate that? We admit we made mistakes, but we celebrate the principles in the Declaration of Independence that inspired abolitionists and inspired Frederick Douglass. And by the way, Frederick Douglass was one of the names in the piece that you began this segment with, uh, with President Trump giving shout-outs to various people, and he mentioned yeah. Frederick Douglass, the yeah. amazing Frederick Douglass, yeah. as he said. Maybe well, one of the best orders in American history. Reflecting on everything, you know, that we're talking about now, and the only way I could really think about it is maybe he just didn't want a flag being represented today on these sneakers since he's a Nike, you know, ambassador, whatever the case is, when slavery was still going on. Because I think everything may be taken out of context. Did he literally just tweet that out? Like yeah. That's the only thing he said? He didn't say anything else? Right. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of off the top of my head because all well, the that's uh, points his that everybody brings is, is that slavery correct. did still exist. Right. But so you can still celebrate our independence, which put forth principles that eventually abolished slavery. Absolutely. So and that's why that's the only thing I could think of, that they didn't want a flag that when slavery was here... That was a symbol of our country, and they don't want that on a sneaker. That's from what I can say. Yeah, I just, I, I understand what he's saying, but I think it's poor reasoning. One thing that did bother me is why did Nike wait so long or Kaepernick wait so long right before the holiday to say, oh, let's do, because they wanted publicity, right? Yeah. Maybe. Literally right before. 
Yeah, I don't know. Alan, you have more news for us. A major earthquake hit Southern California and a Miami Dolphin severely injured in a car crash. Those stories and others and elsewhere, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8.31 on Good Morning Orlando. Well, Alan, Southern California got an Independence Day surprise yesterday with an earthquake, and apparently there's still some aftershocks. Yeah, 6.4 magnitude. It struck yesterday near the town of Ridgecrest. That's about 150 miles northeast of Los Angeles, and Fox's Jeff Paul is there. Fire officials say there were other fires, ruptured gas lines, and reports of some mobile homes damaged and knocked off their foundations. So far, only reports of minor injuries in an earthquake that could be felt as far away as Las Vegas, but some patients at a local hospital were evacuated as a precaution after the structure showed signs of damage. The concern now is what could happen next. Some reports indicate an estimated 200 aftershocks have occurred following the earthquake, and there is a 1 in 20 chance of an even bigger earthquake in the coming days. Experts call the earthquake the most powerful to hit Southern California in 20 years. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Miami Dolphins defensive tackle who played his college ball at the University of Miami is recovering from a car crash that required his left arm to be amputated. Police say 22-year-old Kendrick Norton crashed his truck into a concrete barrier causing it to overturn near Miami early yesterday morning. A teenager is accused of killing a man in Orange County. 13-year-old Vimari Bostic turned himself in yesterday to Winter Garden Police. He was wanted for shooting to death 25-year-old James Bacon hours earlier at West Crown Point Road and Edgeway Drive. Police say the two had a history of run-ins. There could soon be a change in Florida's constitution, allowing voters to cast ballots in any primary, regardless of party affiliation. Right now, Florida is one of 14 states with closed primaries, meaning Democrats only vote for Democrats, Republicans for Republicans. That leaves independents and non-party affiliated voters out in the cold. All Voters Vote wants to change that, and they almost have enough signatures. We anticipate getting the necessary 766,000 probably within the next month or so. Stephen Van Gore says tax dollars should not be used to pay for political parties to pick their candidates. He says the contest should be open to all. I'm Rory O'Neill. A personal finance site is out with its annual study on closing costs throughout Florida. A.J. Smith of Smart Assets says it's not just first-time buyers who need to be prepared. Even someone who's buying a home for a second or third time, you can still be surprised if it's in a different location because how much you're paying closing costs can vary between about 2 and 5% of your home's value, depending on where you live. The state's lowest closing costs, percentage-wise, are found in Monroe, Collier, St. John's, Miami-Dade, and Palm Beach counties. Department of Justice officials face a 2 p.m. deadline today to explain how they're going to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census. A federal judge in Maryland set that deadline. The judge is overseeing one of three lawsuits that are challenging the inclusion of the citizenship question. Elsewhere. As we mentioned in Sound Judgment, Michael, Joey Jaws Chestnut is still at the top of the competitive eating world. Chestnut cramming 71 hot dogs into his stomach in just 10 minutes to take home his 12th mustard belt at the Nathan's Eating Contest in Brooklyn. And as uh, Melissa pointed out, the women's winner uh, won with 31 hot dogs, Mickey Sudo. But a woman is the winner of another competitive eating contest. 
On Wednesday, the Washington, D.C. area chain Z-Burger held its 10th annual hamburger eating contest. Molly Schuyler won the event, scarfing down 32 burgers in just 10 minutes. That shatters her previous record of 27 burgers, which she said last year, and it's the fifth time Molly has won that event. She should participate in the hot dog eating contest next. Yeah, burgers do better. Yeah, burgers are bigger than hot dogs generally. Yeah. In other gourmet food news, Taco Bell is dealing with a tortilla shortage. It's unclear how many of the chain's 7,000 restaurants are feeling the pinch, but the company is apologizing for any inconvenience to customers. Meanwhile, the shortage is lighting up social media with complaints. <laughs> Taco Bell blames supplier shortages and said it's working diligently to fix the problem. The 10-inch tortillas are used in a variety of menu favorites, including burritos, quesadillas, and supreme tacos. It's like almost everything they, yeah, pretty much. they sell. This is a national emergency. It'd be like McDonald's saying we're out of hamburgers. <laughs> and finally, a sad note for children of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, Mad Magazine is about to stop producing new material. The long-running satire publication announced Wednesday the last issue with new content will come out this fall. Mad said in a statement it'll feature classic, best-of, and nostalgic content from the last 67 years, beginning with this year's issue, number 11. The magazine will continue to publish end-of-the-year specials with new content. Mad will only be sold in comic shops and no longer on newsstands. The first issue of Mad came out in November 1952, and it's famous for the grinning face of the fictional character Alfred E. Newman and his slogan, What? Me Worry? <laughs> I wonder what the reasoning is behind this move. Did you did you happen to see? Did they give a reason? I'm sure the business is declining. I mean, the magazine yeah. business in general is declining. And That's that, what I figured. That publication has been around for a long, long time. Melissa and I were talking off the air earlier about the fact we both kind of grew up with Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. and it was a favorite of mine, uh, but I probably haven't read one in several decades. Yeah, same here. So You going to get the last issue that they're going to put out? Probably or? not. Oh, uh, <laughs> very truthful man here. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't buy magazines. Yeah, most people don't anymore. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at wflaorlando.com if you don't mind reading. Just look for elsewhere. With Alan Spector. So we have some calls on the line commenting on the Kaepernick thing. We'll get to that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. Here is one of the top stories we're looking at for you right now is a man is dead after a boating incident in Orange County. Fire Rescue says the unidentified man was in Lake Butler yesterday when he was hit by the propeller of a boat near Bird Island. The 30-year-old died at the scene. No charges have been filed, but an investigation is ongoing. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes every morning on WFLA. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio 93.1. Yes, you can join me for PM Orlando later on today, 5 to 6 p.m. We update local and national breaking news. And, of course, I always end it with my Beyond Reason commentary. You can also follow me on Twitter at P-M-O-W-F-L-A, at P-M-O-W-F-L-A. And uh, let's take a call here real quick. Let's go to Lee in Orlando, who has been waiting patiently. Lee, what you got for us? Yes, I have, and there's just so much to unpack from your commentary and interviews. 
I know I don't have enough time. Uh, but number one, you said you would find it interesting that Trump mentioned Betsy Ross. I find it interesting that he mentioned Harriet Tubman, who they have basically snatched from being on the $20 bill for no apparent reason. And secondly, you said that if you protest the Nike shoe, you're basically protesting American history. While some parts, depending on your perspective of American history, warrant some protests. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I does, our, does American people, independence warrant protests? Does well, the Declaration of Independence warrant protests? Can I speak? The Declaration of Independence is probably the most consequential governing document ever written by man. Mm-hmm. But when you don't live up to all of its tenets, some of it becomes like Mother Goose or the Easter Bunny. It's out there, but it's not real. And so you I think the Declaration of Independence me. wasn't real? No. Some of it, the principles haven't been fulfilled. That's my point. Well, no principle. So, it's never going to be perf- It's never going to be fulfilled by perfection. That would be impossible. But I think our ideals, the ideals of the Declaration of Independence, have influenced our country throughout its history. Sure. Well, but with an ideal without action is what? So you tale, think basically. there's been no action towards that ideal at all where we can't no, celebrate it? what I'm it? saying is if you don't, and you got to agree, some parts of it haven't been fulfilled for all segments of the population. And depending on your We've been working towards that, that goal makes, more and more since our founding, sure, and I think we we're closer we been, to it than ever. We have been taking steps forward and taking steps back. My point is that— How have we been taking hope, steps back? Pardon me? How have we taken steps back? Well, we're taking steps back because some of the liberties that we had, the Voting Rights Act, have been gutted. You've been trying to keep people from voting. Keep people from voting by having a voter ID? Pardon me? Voting, keep who from voting? You're talking about felons? No, no, I'm not talking about felons, even though the people voted for that law, and now DeSantis is trying to turn it on this year. I'm talking about snatching people off the voter rolls, for no apparent reason, and when they show up to vote, hmm, they for can't no vote apparent reason ID. at all. They just do it willy nilly, huh? They just scratch yeah, them all off, and that's it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, but okay. look. Lastly, lastly, this salute to America that Trump had was more of a salute to Trump, and I would dare say, and I hope you did. Would you commit watch to it? it with me. I hope you would commit to it with me that if it was all about America and not about his reelection or his the Republican Party that he won't use any of the footage or photographs in any political campaign. He actually came and out and said he wasn't that? going to. He actually Pardon already me? came out. He actually already came out and said he wasn't going to. That was already released. So because we have not 100% completely lived up to the ideals in the Declaration of Independence, you know, it's worthless now. It's just fake. It's like the Easter Bunny. Oh, Michael. You do know so, that this country is 243 years young, right? And that we're still a work in progress. No, it's just it's just and, like the Easter Bunny. We haven't lived up to the ideals at all, even though we admit it was the most revolutionary document in history that changed the world for the better. But no, we, we can't celebrate that. Unbelievable. All right, we are going to celebrate it next with the Battle Hymn of the Republic sung by the Armed Forces Chorus yesterday. That in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. 
An update on the top story for you right now, an earthquake that rocked Southern California yesterday morning is being called the biggest in 20 years. The 4th of July quake was a magnitude 6.4 and was centered in a remote area west of the Death Valley. The quake sparked evacuations in nearby Ridgecrest. Updates on our top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. So even though there was a lot of hand wringing about Trump doing this Salute to America event yesterday, thinking it was going to be political, turned out it really wasn't political. It was your basic patriotic events that you would have on the 4th of July. Actually, a lot of it was uh, pretty cool, I thought. So, and one thing that was really cool was the Armed Forces Chorus sang the Battle Hymn of the Republic before the Blue Angels came over one last time. It was beautiful. We're going to play it now to end the show. And of course, before that, I will say, I'll end the show just like Bud does. God bless you. God bless America. Hope you had a wonderful Independence Day. Thank you.